0: Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen, wa salatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen Muhammadu Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam jasliman kathiran kathira From Mabadu, my brothers and sisters, this morning I got news, Friday morning, that one of my friends, Dr. Saeed Zafar, who went to school with me from age 10 So Sayyid and I were friends for 57 years. He died today. We may ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to please make dua. I request you We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to forgive him his sins, to fill his cover with Noor, to make his cover a garden from the Garden of Jannah and to give Saba to his family, inshaAllah. Now when I got this news, of course I was very, very sad. But alhamdulillah, I took... Comfort from the fact that Allah gave him death on a Jummah with the Bashar of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam about this. Also, he had about two weeks ago, the whole thing started with two weeks ago after al Fajr. He finished al Fajr, he was still, still sitting on the Musalla where he got a stroke. And that's where the story started and today it ended with uh, him passing away on a Friday. So Alhamdulillah, these are, inshaAllah, Basharat of the Maghbarat of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for this. The reason I'm mentioning this to you, first of all, is to request you for dua for him and his family, but also to share with you my reflection that now when I was thinking the whole day today, that has been on my mind. When I think back of 57 years, it's gone like that. Huh? Like a flash. Fifty-seven years, like a flash, he lived in Oman, his entire medical career, he, 40 plus years, he lived in Oman in Salalah. He was one of the uh, physicians to the Sultan uh, and his family, and then one day, then he came back to Hyderabad. So, in, when he came to Hyderabad, I think it was probably 2018 or 2017 or something like this. So, I was in my masjid. <coughs> and uh, <clears throat> he came and of course i saw him i recognized him uh, it was juma i finished the friday khutbah and so on and then he came and he told me and the, the urdu speakers will understand this and i'll translate it he, the way he greeted me he said are yawar, kya acha bola re? now the, all the people are looking at him as subhanallah i mean you know are yawar, kya acha is a very uh, it's one of two things. It comes out of great love or it comes out of high, huge disrespect. Right? It's like it's like in English. <laughs> so, people are looking at me and nobody calls me Yabar. I mean, people call me Sheikh. Right? <laughs> so, they say, well, this, they looked at him like, what kind of man? So, I laughed and I said, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. I am so fortunate that I still have somebody who can talk to me like this? Right? That's a, that's a privilege for me that I still have someone who can talk to me like this at this level of love and affection where there's no formality whatsoever between the two of us. Alhamdulillah, one day we have to go. Today he went. And I'm thinking that 57 years went like a flash. Yeah. So, Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Come, love us. How long did you stay? Maybe one day, maybe less than a day. And whether it is 57 years or it is 570 years, it's the same thing. Day or less than a day. And the reason I'm saying this to you also because we are talking here about this maktab and so on. And when you think about working in this maktab as a teacher or a volunteer, or you are thinking about sending your your children to this maktab. Obviously, the question will come, this maktab is four days a week, two hours a day, every day they have to come here, and my children are, you know, they are doing some other things. For some people, they have sports, for some people, there's some other activity, they've got these clubs and so on and so forth. Uh, You know, my children must have access to everything and uh, if I take them out of that game or that's whatever they're doing and bring them to the maktab, they lose out on that, right? This is something in the mind. I'm sure it's there in the minds of all the people who are planning to send their children to the maktab. Let me put this in perspective for you. Let me put this in perspective for you. And let's, I want you to stick to the word and think about the word lose. What are they losing? And what are they gaining? So let me talk about the gaining. What are the gaining? The children who come to the maktab, and the teachers who teach here. Believe me, they are the people about whom the hadith of Rasulullah where he said that for the talab, for the talibul ilm, for the talibul ilm, for the student, for the one who is, goes out seeking knowledge, the angels spread their wings for them to walk on and the birds in the sky the fish in the oceans they make dua for them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive them their entire activity here in the maktab those two hours are two hours of ibadah they are in a state of worship because they are in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And the teachers are in that state of worship with them. Right? Two hours a day, four days a week, that is eight hours per week. And this will happen to them week after week after week. And then a day will come when at whatever age, may Allah give all of you and your children a long and healthy life, but no matter how long it is, one day it will end. At that time when that life ends, you will see the value of those two hours. Because those two hours will be hours of ibadah for you and your children. Now, I want you to take this and compare it with whatever else your children will have to leave to come here. Whatever else they will have to leave, is that ibadah? Are they leaving ibadah or a bigger ibadah Where they get more reward Than they would get for sitting in a Majlis of the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Which is what a dini class is If if that is so Then don't send the children to the maktab Let them go to whatever else they are doing If soccer is giving them more reward Let them go play soccer If it's basketball uh, You know whatever it is they are doing Most welcome let them do that Because according to you, that reward is more. But remember, when that curtain drops, they will see the value of that. And then the same children are going to say what they have to say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala about you, their parents. My brothers and sisters, please understand this very clearly. If as parents, if you think that your job is to let children do whatever they like, then I would say that you are grossly and totally mistaken. You need to reboot your brain. Seriously. I mean, if you think that just letting children do what they like is parenting, then excuse me, something is very seriously wrong with that. Parenting is to make... To ensure that the children do what is best for them. Right? I'm not saying make children do what they dislike. No. Make sure they do what is best for them and show them what is best for them so that they will then choose to do what is best for them. Because remember that they will come very quickly before you believe that they, they grow like weeds. I mean, these kids, one day they are, they are, you know, running around, next day they've got beards. Right? Now the point is a day will come and you will not be there and they will be making their own choices but believe me those choices they are going to be making on the framework that you set for them and if you set a wrong framework for them then they are going to make wrong choices in life, right? Right? On the other hand, if you set the right framework for them, even though to set the framework may be initially painful because depends on what those children have been doing till now. So suddenly if you tell them, no, go to the maktab, you might get some grief in that matter. But you have to handle that grief. You have to explain to them with a lot of love and affection that this is something which is going to be with you when malakol mouth meets you. I asked somebody in, in, in my class in Westfield, I said, which is the angel which every single one of us will meet? We were talking about Iman in Malaika. I said, you know, we talked about all that. And I said, there is one angel that every single one of us will meet. Which is that angel? Eh? Right? Malaika Angel, no? Every single human being. Kullu Nafsin Zaiqatul Maut. So my brothers and sisters, please sit down with your families, sit down with your children, sit down with your spouses and explain to them. Whatever it is you are doing, let them do the calculation. Tell your children, you decide, right? Tell them, as a parent, I will agree, you decide. Here is this maktab for which this is the reward guaranteed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Here is this other activity you are doing. Sure, it's fun, sure you hang out with your friends and whatnot. I, I don't deny any of that. But what is the reward of that? And then when the day comes when you meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you see this, what do you want to say? What do you still want to do? I still want to go and play soccer. Oh, go ahead. No problem. It's your life. I have done my job. I have explained to you what it is. If you want to leave this and you want to get, take something for which there is zero reward or, or, you know, minus or something, that's up to you. Sit with them. Talk logically, talk sensibly, talk with love and affection I'm not saying drag them here, you know, screaming in chains No, obviously not But at the same time, make sure they understand the value of this This is not just about, and mashallah, alhamdulillah we, we went through the course very beautifully structured And you know, such nice, uh, easy, easy way of teaching and so on and so forth But my point is, it's not just a matter of sitting and memorizing some du'as and this and that Think about the value of that Think about what are you getting out of that Right? Just think about it. what am I getting out of doing this? Subhanallah, The day, this day has to come because, like, as I told you, for my friend it came today. I don't know when it will come for me. You don't know when it will come for you. But it will come for every one of us. On that day we will have a choice. Either we will be very happy and say Alhamdulillah, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala guided me and I took, I made the right choices. Or may Allah protect us, we will say Subhanallah. All the guidance came to me but I rejected it. (laughs) Which one do we want to be? Right? We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to enable us to make the right choices for which we will be very happy when we meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to understand What a beautiful deed He has given us As His gift Wallahi there is not one of us here Who worked for this Who deserves it Who can say I got it because I worked for it Not one This is Qalis min Allahi ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose and gave it This is yours, take it Free Let us value that and let us show Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that we value it.